By purchasing this DVD, you are supporting the UK film and television industry. Thank you. Hi everyone, welcome to Crazy Carl's Collection Cult Episode 3. My name is Carl Pierce, and I am trying to watch every single DVD I own and get rid of the ones that I don't need. So, if I love it, I'm keeping it. If I like it but don't really need a DVD, I can stream it or download it, then I'll get rid of it. And if it's just an awful, terrible DVD and I don't know why I own it, well then obviously I'll get rid of that too. Um, so I'm doing it sort of, it's not quite alphabetical order, but I am starting with the A's and B's in these couple of first episodes. I might jump to a, jump to a different genre or a different group of DVDs at some point, but we'll see. So we're going with the theme and we're going to start with uh, 2000's American Psycho. Um, starring Christian Bale, Reese Witherspoon, Willem Dafoe, um, and a, a young Jared Leto's in it as well. It's about a young, intelligent businessman, very well-to-do and successful, um, who likes to murder people. What, what can you say about this film? It, it is absolutely amazing. It's it's a stunning. It's it's based on a book. I can't remember who wrote the book, um, but um, a fantastic film. Uh, lots of iconic scenes. A uh, big question on it, on the film as a whole as well, is, and I still don't know the answer to this, and that, that's one of the things I love about it, is it all in his head? Is Are all these things that are happening in his head, or is it actually, you know, he's doing these murders? Um, and is he even Patrick Bateman? Because there's one part where he gets called a different name, and we don't know whether that's him, or whether that's someone he's killed or whatever we just don't know but yeah fantastic film american psycho um brilliant i got some great scenes with very very gruesome very very gory um i have read the book and the book's very very similar the book is even more deranged um there's there's some very unsettling scenes in the book that thankfully aren't in the film um but yeah it's sort of a, a, a sort of dark humor moments in it during the film but yeah very very intense thought-provoking film and uh, very stylish uh, christian bale as i say plays patrick bateman he's brilliant Um you could see why he became james bond after this not james bond he became batman after this film Um because he's, he's, he's during the, the business sections or when he's wine and dining he looks very bruce wayne-esque Um so you can see why he, he became the batman but yeah so i think for me american psycho it's it's a definite keeper for me. I've got to keep this film. I will watch this again, um, and I recommend it to everyone. Oh, above the age of eighteen, obviously, because it's not one of those films that you can watch and show to your kids. Okay, second film is a film from two thousand and nine, and it stars Tom Hanks, and it is Angels and Demons. So based on the book by what's his name? Can't remember his name. Doesn't matter. But Angels and Demons, it was by the same writer who did The Da Vinci Code. Dan Brown, that's him, Dan Brown. Um, so this tells a story of uh, Robert Langdon, played by Tom Hanks, who's uh, looking for clues on a, a sort of hunt around Rome. Um, four cardinals uh, have been kidnapped in the Vatican, or from the Vatican, and he's trying to find out who's kidnapped them, why they've kidnapped them, and following the clues and so on. Um Ewan McGregor plays one of the, the cardinals in it as well. You know, plays uh, one of the high up priests. I'm not too sure if he's a cardinal or not, but he's definitely a high, high up priest. Um, yeah, it's 
I was bored watching it. I've seen it a few times now. When I rewatched it the other week, as I say, for this podcast, and yeah, I was bored. I mean, do you know what was nice? I've been to Rome, and it was nice to see the backdrops of Rome and, and see all the streets. I think I've been there. I've been down there. Oh, I remember going down there and all that sort of thing. Um, but yeah. I can't recommend this film really. If you like the Angels and Demon, if you like sorry the Da Vinci Code, you'll probably like this. Um, I'm not a big fan. I probably won't watch this again. So for me, Angels and Demons is a dump. Get rid of it. Get rid of the dumper. Okay, next film. Now I know what I'm going to say before I even talk about this film in terms of what I'm going to keep it or not because it's an absolute classic, and it is um, 1979's Apocalypse Now, starring. Uh, Marlon Brando, obviously, Robert Duvall, Martin Sheen, um, there's probably loads of people, Lawrence Fishburne's in it, I didn't realise that scene, I was like, is that Lawrence Fishburne? And it was. Dennis Hopper's also in it as well, uh, as a quite famous role, as a um, sort of journalist, photojournalist, I think he is. Um, yeah, just a film about the Vietnam War. Martin Sheen's character is tasked with going to assassinate uh, Marlon Brando's Colonel, is it Colonel Kilgore, is it? Is that right? Oh, cut, Cuts, Kurtz, is it? Cuts, Kurtz. I'm not too sure, I can't remember the names. But anyway, going to go and kill Marlon Brando because he's, he's an AWOL um, kill. And um, it's about his journey from one side of Vietnam into... I can't remember where, I can't remember where, where they go, but they go into a different a different country anyway. Um, is it Cambodia, possibly? I can't remember, I'm not too sure. But yeah, basically shows the horrors of the Vietnam War um, in your face. Now, I don't know whether this is one of the first films that showed that, but it's certainly one of the most memorable. Obviously, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Um, yeah, it's an absolute classic. Will I watch it again? I mean, I think I, I certainly will. It's not an enjoyable film. It's not one of them where I go, oh, yeah, I can't wait to see that again. But I think, yeah, it needs, it, it's it's one of those I need to keep them and watch another time. Um, certainly show me kids when they're old enough to see it. Um, those, that final whatever it is, half an hour or whatever, when he's actually at the the rebel camp um, seeing Marlon Brando's character and when it, Marlon Brando's in, you know, in the darkness, half shadow, half darkness, all that sort of thing, um, it's it looks beautiful, it's stunning. It is, it's a harrowing film, um, but yeah, beautifully shot and very powerful and as I say, it, it shows the horrors of war right in your face. Um, I say, I'm certainly glad that I wasn't involved in any of those wars because obviously, if if it's like this film, it's 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 shocking, it's harrowing, it's frightening, it's sickening, it's all those things. So yeah, Apocalypse Now, fantastic film, definitely a keeper. Okay, now the next one is a sort of three in one. This is a box set I bought uh, around the time when Kill Bill came out, whatever year that was, maybe 2003 or so. Um, and it says a limited edition collector's box set, and it's got three films that influenced Kill Bill, and it's got a few quotes from um, Tarantino on the box. When you open this cardboard box, very flimsy yellow cardboard box, looks like the Kill Bill poster. So it's got a bit of a black line down the middle, which turns into a sword, um, bit of blood stains on it. You know, it, it's it looks like Kill Bill. When you open it, it is just three individual boxes of DVDs. Like so. They've just very flimsily put together this box set, this this cardboard box, put these three DVDs in it and sold them as a box set as an influence of Kill Bill and it worked perfectly on me because I bought it. Um, so it's three films. It's got Baby Cart at the River Sticks, Zat 
Zatoichi, I think that's how you pronounce it, meets the one-armed swordsman and a film called Lady Snowblood. Snowblood. So I'll do the three films individually, but I'll say this is a box set, and I'll, I'll explain what I'm going to be doing in a second. So the first one uh, that I watch, it's it's Lone Wolf and Cub, Baby Cart at the River Styx, um, from 1972. Now I believe this is one, I think it's the third or second or third film in a series of Lone Wolf and Cub films. So the Lone Wolf is an ex-samurai. Sorry, this is set in you know the um, you know early hundreds maybe you know of, of Japanese period um, in Japan obviously when you had the samurais and shogun and the different clans and things like that. And um, so the, the the Lone Wolf is an ex-assassin whose family has been killed, or his wife has been killed. And now he has his three-year-old son with him um, at all times. And he he basically, I'm assuming in the first film, he, he's got revenge for the death of his wife. Um, and now just sort of scours the land, doing evil things, he says. Um, so he's got this cart that he's pushing in front of him with the baby in. And a lot of people try and attack him at all, all points. And basically he takes them out with a samurai sword and there's... Uh, separate things in the cart, like sort of booby traps in the cart, that the kid presses a button, and you know a knife jumps out, uh, jumps out of the baby cart and kills the fellas, and they're all killed in very gruesome ways. You know, heads are getting chopped off, people are getting slashed, blood is spitting everywhere, as you would imagine from Kill Bill. You can clearly see the influence this film had on Kill Bill, as you know the blood squirting out of people's arms and legs and things flailing, people jumping really high in the air. This film, it's it's mad. It's it's a fantastic film. It's it's brilliant. Um, he gets uh, a, a hired to go and kill the head of this clan who are um, sort of well, sort of like gangsters of the day. So they they sort of murdering and pillaging village and things like that. And he goes off. He, he's tasked with killing this uh, head of a clan. Um, and then there's a clan of women ninjas who have to uh, are tasked with killing him and just unbelievable scenes where there's one scene where there's a, a, an assassin who has to get past five of these women and these five women just chop him to bits literally chop his arms off every single arm off every all the legs um chop his face off his nose so that you see it splat on the floor and then he rolls over on the floor with no arms and legs uh, and then they finally give him the death blow and it's it's things like that where it's just like it's crazy uh, action scenes fantastic if you love kill bill you'll love this film it is it is brilliant and i can't recommend it enough i've looked into getting the other films to be honest but it's a bit expensive at the moment i think it's about five or five of them or seven of them it's a bit expensive to get the box set but i will get it at some point but yeah baby cart at the river sticks um yeah, really highly recommend that film if you like that sort of thing. If you like Kill Bill, you'd probably like that. Now, the other two films, uh, I'm, I'm not a big fan of. They're okay, but I was a bit bored with them, to be honest. So, again, I'm going to try and pronounce this again. It's Zatoichi meets the One-Armed Swordsman. So, this film is from 1973, I think it is. 1971, sorry, 1971, this one. Uh, and it tells the story of a blind swordsman, literally called, he's called the blind swordsman, um, who is travelling the land and trying to get by, but he's he's a brilliant swordsman and people attack him and he, they can just, he just 
fends them off, even though he's blind because he's so good of, of, a, of a samurai or a swordsman. Um, so again, set in, in ancient Japan, a, a Chinese man ends up coming on to in, into the, the Japanese community, wherever it is, um, and gets mistaken for a killer. So he gets accused of all these this massacre that goes on, and then Zato Ichi he ends up crossing paths with him and so on. So they they can't communicate and they can't, but they can't really trust each other. But they do end up working together, and without spoiling the end, it, it doesn't end well for for, for one of them. Um, but yeah, not a, pff, I can't recommend this film really. I didn't enjoy it as much as as Baby Cart. It's a bit there's there's too much. I don't know. There's scenes where it was it was just like boring, and it's, I'm all for people talking and 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 building character and things like that. But yeah, for a film like this, you want to see the action. You want to see, you know, blood spurting everywhere. And it does a bit. It does all that. But yeah, wasn't wasn't a big fan of this one. Um, and Lady Snowblood is the third film in that box set. I'll read, read the front says, "Feel like a beast, become a beast, die like a beast." So basically, Lady Snowblood was uh, born in a prison and her mum wanted her to be an, an assassin i think her, her dad was an assassin i'm not too sure i can't remember off the top of my head um and her mother's been accused of murder so she's she's born into this prison life and then she basically grows up to be this amazing assass assassin um and she goes on to try and revenge the death of her mother you know because she was accused of murder or um what have you yeah again not as good as Baby Card. Baby Card's sort of like... It's like this hyper-realistic violence. A bit like Kill Bill. I keep going back to Kill Bill. That's why it, you know, it influenced Kill Bill. Um, Lady Snowblood. A little bit better than Zatoichi, if you want to call it. Uh, you know, um, whatever you call it. But, yeah, again, not a big fan. A few scenes that I thought, yeah, I'm, I'm done with this. I don't need to watch this. I'm, I'm, I'm bored with it. But, yeah, so I probably wouldn't recommend that either. Um, but because I've got the box set and because I loved the Baby Car film, I probably will keep this one. Even though I probably won't watch the other two films, I will watch Baby Car to the River Sticks at some point again. I don't know, maybe if I buy the box set of the Baby Car films, I might get rid of this box set and sell it on. But um, for now, I'm going to keep it because it is it is something that I, I would watch again. I will just read some of the quotes that it says are from Quentin Tarantino. Whether they are really, I don't know. Uh, so... The first quote is about all three films, and he says, these are movies that saturated Kill Bill in many different ways. And then there's a little bit about each film um, that he's, he's talked about in the past, apparently, allegedly. I mean, he mustn't be able to put it on the box if he hasn't, but there we go. So about Baby Cart, he says, the fight aspects are so fucking extreme. For the samurai, samurai aspects of Kill Bill, this is what I was going for. And you can see exactly what he's going for in the, um, the Crazy 88 scene. When they take on the bride in the crazy in in the the dojo or the club or whatever it is, um, such a fantastic scene that of Kill Bill. Um, on the Zatoichi meets the one armed swordsman. He says, "Classic battle between good and bad forces with some truly dynamic fight scenes." Yeah, I'd agree with that. But I think compared to Baby Cart, I didn't you know, I didn't think it was as good. And then he says of Lady Snowblood, a fantastic Japanese samurai revenge movie. And yet you. You can't argue with that. It's a, it's a revenge movie. It's a samurai revenge movie. It's a fantastic... I don't know. Can't say too much. I didn't enjoy it myself. Um, so if you like those sort of things, obviously check out Baby Cart. But I probably wouldn't recommend the other two. Um, so yeah. So for this week's episode, I've got 
two definite keepers in Apocalypse Now and American Psycho, one definite get rid of with Angels and Demons, and a keeper of the box set in Baby Cart, but I may get rid of the box set if I acquire the uh, the box set of, of the uh, the Baby Cart series, because I can imagine if this was, if this is anything to go by, the rest of them will be very, very similar. Alright, so thanks for listening, buddy. Really appreciate all your listens. If you want to get in contact, we're on all the socials, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, or you can email us, chatandflicks.hotmail.com. And so next episode, again, I'm going to talk about some other five films. I've already started watching one of them called Blonde Fist. I have talked about it on the podcast before, and I can't wait to talk about it again. Um, but thanks for listening, buddy. Really appreciate your listens. Take care. Bye-bye.